This is Brain Diet, episode number 118. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? How is it going? I was looking when this episode is going to be released, and it's the first Friday in June. We're in June already? That's so fun. My son, who's five, just is finishing right now as I'm recording this, his last week of preschool. And I feel like we just started and it makes me excited because we're doing so many fun things this summer. I just feel like there's so many awesome things on the horizon, so much potential when summer starts and I'm very excited. So hip hooray for being into June. Can you believe it? In the last couple podcast episodes, I have talked about the 30 days to jumpstart your summer nutrition and that sign up has closed, but I did have a few of you reach out to me asking if you could still sign up. And unfortunately it did close the day before we began. It was just the way that the challenge was organized. But if you want to be notified when I do another challenge or something like this, I probably won't do this exact thing again. Um, but I am going to be doing more challenges, more mini programs. Uh, if that's something that you are interested in being notified about, if I do that, you can still go to taylorandmacy.com slash 30 day jumpstart and put in your info so that you will be notified when something like that opens up again. And for those of you that are in the challenge, it's been so fun to hear your feedback and to see what you're learning and what you're doing and how it's working. And I want to see things on Instagram. If you are doing it and it's enjoyable for you and you're learning things, tag me on Instagram. I want to see what you're doing. I want to hear about it. I want to connect with you. It's such a fun part of what I do is being able to connect with you in these ways. So if you're interested, tag me. I want to see. I would love it. The subject of today's episode is when you keep falling off the wagon. I use this phrase mostly because it's just a common one. I think that we all have different meanings for what this is in our life. And I think most of you will know what I mean, but it's like, oh, I fell off the wagon. That's just kind of our go-to description of what might have happened for us. And the reason that I am addressing this phrase is because it's common, but also it assumes that there is a right and a wrong way to eat and that whatever we are doing was wrong. It assigns morality a little bit to eating patterns. Listen, there is no wagon that's riding away without you. There is no like dream body that's riding away without you when you fall off the wagon. Like when you when you eat in a way that you didn't want to eat, there's no thing that's that's going without you, that's leaving you behind. It's very important to clarify that because I think that's the space that we get into a little bit. We think there's something that's going on without me. I'm being left behind and I am worse off for it. There are certain things in our life that we like might give up entirely. For example, if you wanted to run a 5k, for example, Say you're like, hey, I am going to sign up for a 5K and you do. And then one day you're like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that anymore. And so you just stop training for it and you decide not to run the 5K. You 
will give up training for the race and the race will happen without you. That's going to happen whether or not you are there. But when it comes to eating, we don't ever give up eating. We don't ever quit eating and then the eating happens elsewhere beyond us. And I say this with the most sensitivity and love to those struggling with eating disorders. You are not who I'm speaking to. I love you if that is what you're dealing with and that is beyond my pay grade. So for those of you struggling with eating disorders, I am not speaking to you and I love you. For those of us that are not struggling with eating disorders or disordered eating patterns, we never give up eating. It's something we're always going to be doing. So there is no wagon. There's no thing that's happening in an alternate universe if we start to eat differently than what we had thought we were going to eat. Like maybe we're in a wagon and maybe we change the direction of the wagon, but the wagon's always moving. We are always eating. We are always going to be eating. And so it's not possible to fall off of eating because we're, we're just going to keep eating. Like this is what's so funny about it is I think we create this in our mind as if something is happening without us in an alternate universe, a dream body or something. And that's just not how it works. There's your body now and there is what you're eating and how it responds to it. That's just the physiology of a body. What we tend to do is in the moments that we think I've fallen off the wagon, it looks like eating off our plan or overeating, eating past fullness. Maybe it means quitting a diet. Maybe it means quitting a program. Maybe it means eating what we said we were going to avoid. Essentially, we equate falling off the wagon to doing something that we know we didn't want to do. Like we might think of what our long-term goals are and what we want for ourselves. And we do something that goes against that. And we're like, you know what? I know I did something that I don't really want to do for myself. I didn't really want to do. I wanted to do it in the moment, but now I'm not so happy that I did it. These are the moments that we call falling off the wagon. These moments are singular, meaning there is a moment where there's a decision made, where there is a bite taken, where there is a choice that happens. This happens in a moment and these singular moments will reveal to us what needs attention if we want to make a change and if we are willing to see the truth of it. Because otherwise, it's like putting the same ingredients into a cake and wondering why it's not turning out right. Like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Isn't that the definition of insanity? This is what we do when we are trying to make change in our health and we keep falling off the wagon, yet we don't question it and we don't pay attention to what it is that's leading to these behaviors, Now, failing in a health journey, failing in a lifestyle, failing in making change over and over is not the problem. In fact, it's very necessary to create growth because if we didn't have to fail, we already would do what it is we want to do. So failure is necessary. That is very far from the problem. The problem is abdicating any responsibility for the failure and thus preventing yourself from finding What could be adjusted? What could I try? What could I change? What could I pay attention to that would help move me forward, that would help this failure give me more information to make the next decision instead of just thinking, well, I don't know. I just fell off the wagon. What happens after these moments? Like say you overeat. We tell ourselves a story after these moments. It is imperative that we be careful about what that story says. If you overeat, if you quit something, if you eat what you said you weren't going to eat, 
oftentimes our default story is something like, I just don't know what happened. It just looked really good. It was just too hard to resist. And we think that we are just stating facts about what happened, but really stories like this absolve you of any responsibility in all of it. And if you have no responsibility in your choices, you have no control over it the next time. We might think just saying, I don't know what happened, or it just looked really good. It was too hard to resist. We might think that that is just the truth, but recognizing it as a story is what gives us the ability to then change one of the ingredients to this cake we're trying to bake. To be like, oh, okay, if I am completely abdicating responsibility for this, maybe if I try to take some responsibility, it might shed a little bit more light about what's going on for me. So don't abdicate responsibility. Instead, just be honest with yourself about it. In those moments when you overeat, when you quit, when you said, when you eat something that you said you weren't going to eat, the truth of it is that you didn't want to feel your feelings. That's the truth of it. This level of honesty with yourself is so powerful, even if you don't end up changing the action, the honesty alone is kind because it's it's your relationship with yourself it's you telling the truth to yourself about what's going on for you and honesty is what cultivates a good relationship truth in any relationship is necessary to have trust and understanding and compassion right so in those moments these singular moments where we make a decision to eat where we take that one bite these moments are the moments that we don't want to feel our feelings Think about if you're eating out and you see like a dessert go past the table and you're like, oh my gosh, that looks so good. And you start to feel desire. And then maybe you start to feel like you're missing out. These feelings come up for you. And because you don't want to feel them, that's what would lead to you to eating the dessert. Or say you get an unexpected food gift from a neighborly neighbor. Thank you, neighbors, for giving us food. Say you get a food gift and... Then later that evening, you're feeling a little bit restless and maybe your willingness to feel that restlessness is not quite there. And so whatever it is that that neighbor brought over is especially appealing because you know if you eat it, it would temporarily block you from that restlessness. It's the same thing with being on vacation too. You might believe that being on vacation is meant to be all comfortable. And I I am certainly not saying that that is wrong, but however, if you are on vacation and you have certain goals for yourself and your desire is to just be only comfortable, then when any of those uncomfortable emotions come up for you, what are you going to do? You're going to go eat and you're going to tell the story about it. Like, oh, it was just because we were on vacation. It's because I wanted to enjoy myself. Now I want to make this clear. This in and of itself, like eating on vacation to enjoy yourself is not a problem, but If it is leading you to compromise your goals, if it is working against you in the long term with what you want, then it's worth being honest about. You can feel your feelings or you can compromise your goals. I think sometimes it really can be boiled down that simply. When you lose weight, there can inevitably be discomfort. There can be pain. There can be FOMO. FOMO is real. That feeling like you're missing out. When you lose weight, there are these things. Your ability to succeed in your weight loss goals is in direct relation to how willing you are to feel those things. It's in direct relation to how willing you are to say no to food, to throwing food away, 
to not participating in something. All of these moments, these small moments of saying no, of not participating, of feeling FOMO, of discomfort, it's not one big, grand, extreme moment of pain and discomfort. It's just small ones here and there that compound. Like none of the pain and discomfort and FOMO that comes with weight loss is anything you can't handle. And granted, this is why people do short-term crash diets is they try to muscle their way through so much pain and discomfort so that then they can go back to previous habits habits and not feel uncomfortable anymore. Because in their mind, they want to be comfortable all the time. In most of our minds, we want to be comfortable all the time. And that isn't a problem until it is, until our desire for comfort supersedes our desires for our health and our lifestyle. I don't think the goal is for us to be comfortable all the time. The goal is to be uncomfortable and to be okay with it. And of course, while eating enough food, right? When I say that there's nothing that you can't handle in terms of the discomfort and the pain and the FOMO, it's keeping in mind that you are eating enough food and calories and macronutrients for yourself that you aren't doing anything that's really like physically harmful to your body. When you have that in line, then the pain and the discomfort and the missing out and the saying no and the throwing the food away and the feeling all of the discomfort, it's nothing you can handle. It's a lot of small moments. It's those singular moments where you decide instead of eating this bite to feel better for a minute, I'm just going to allow myself to feel uncomfortable and I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to give myself permission to feel this discomfort. Because in the end, whether or not you lose weight, it isn't the point. It's to prove that you can manage your own brain and not be a victim to it. It's to prove that you are in charge of your emotions and to prove to yourself that they won't harm you. Feeling your feelings is directly correspondent with you succeeding in your weight loss goals. And yes, there are nutrition pieces and other like science neutral pieces of information that are important to all of it. But at the end of the day, whether or not you follow through depends on your ability to feel your feelings or eat them. Now, even knowing this, you will still have moments where you fall off the wagon. You will do what we are saying. You will eat instead of feeling. You will overeat past the sensation of fullness. These moments will all happen. And that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. I think that's important to remember in all of this that, yes, when you fall off the wagon, when, not if, nothing has gone wrong. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you or your goals or your decision to pursue this goal. Just say it like it is. Say it with honesty and truth rather than with a lack of responsibility. Say it with responsibility and without judgment. For example, if you were to overeat on the weekend or something like this, for you to be honest with yourself and say, oh, you know what? If I reflect back on this moment, I can see that I was not willing to feel a little bit bored. I wonder why. Like, okay, so that's interesting. I can see here that I was feeling some boredom. I wasn't super willing to feel it. And so I ate to put a barrier between me and it. What was it that felt so intolerable about that? I think so much in health and weight loss boils down to this singular piece, whether or not we are willing to feel our feelings. And again, that's not to say that we all have to, but I think when we can be honest with ourselves about our lack of willingness, then it creates more of an honest relationship with yourself that creates a better foundation to move forward with as you pursue more goals. 
if you continue to fall off the wagon, it's also worth considering maybe you aren't committed to losing weight. Maybe you are more committed to comfort and that's okay. But again, here comes the honesty. There are different seasons and times for weight loss and for focusing on aesthetics and physical goals and all that. Regardless, honesty is important here to be able to say, you know what? The truth isn't that, oh, I'm just too busy. I just don't know. Oh, it's just too hard. Again, that's a story that abdicates responsibility. The truth is, maybe I'm just not committed and I can own that. I can let that be true and not make it a problem that I'm not committed. Like me right now, I'm not committed to running a marathon, but I can own that. And I don't make it a problem that I'm not committed to doing that. It's just not part of my life right now. I don't know if it ever will be. It might be. I don't know. But just right now, it's not. I'm not committed to it. And that's fine. I can own that. Being honest is better than lying about it and still not succeeding. I think sometimes when we try to lie about it and and abdicate responsibility, we think it will somehow help us the next time. Like, oh, I just was too busy. It was just too hard. Like, we try to, again, just put responsibility elsewhere. If those efforts aren't helping us the next time, then it's worth trying being honest about it. Try to feel your feelings just to prove that you can. Just to make yourself aware of your own untapped capabilities. Just to challenge yourself in the best way. In the way that brings growth. Feeling discomfort instead of numbing yourself against it, that is what's required to create long-term change. So when we can go into it eyes wide open, I know that there are going to be negative emotions between me and this goal that I have, and I'm willing to allow for them, to open up for them, to just accept them as part of my life and not make them into a problem. Then your possibilities become limitless of what you could create. If you are willing to feel any emotion, if you're willing to feel fear, think of all the things you would do. If you are willing to feel uncomfortable, think of all of the things you would do that might be different from what you are doing now. All of this honesty, owning if you're not committed or owning that maybe you just weren't willing to feel your feelings in that moment, this supports your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is the most important because you are with yourself always and will always be. It's worth making it an honest and hospitable environment to exist in by being honest and by saying, hey, We can do this. Let's face the truth of our life. Let's face the emotions that are coming up for us instead of trying to hide and avoid them. And instead of using food as something to hide behind, let's just see what we can do. Let's see what happens when we dip our toes in the water of facing what's real and feeling it instead of numbing against it. When you have an encouraging and compassionate relationship with yourself in this way, and you're willing to feel your feelings, then weight loss is a is a byproduct. It happens because instead of every negative emotion leading you to reach for something to eat, you feel the feeling internally instead of solving for it externally. And that prevents a lot of overeating. If you fall off the wagon, be honest with yourself in the most compassionate way about why. Tell yourself the truth about why. And then do the work if you want to. If you want to embrace feeling those feelings and to increase your capability that is within you, you just don't know about it yet. If you want to do that, then do the work. Be honest with yourself and then get going. But if you don't want to do the work, just own that you don't want to and make peace with that. 
because the alternative is lying to yourself and continually failing without any movement forward. It's much kinder to be honest with someone that you love and developing a loving relationship with yourself is necessary to walk with yourself as you go through any type of health and lifestyle change. So it's okay if you fall off the wagon, be honest with yourself about why and do the work if you want to, and then own it if you don't want to, because there's no right answer. It just feels good to tell the truth. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.